this song. My turn-ons are sad sheets. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. Let's watch. It's jokes to car Not duh like duh. Like French, so it's jokes de Caro. Follow me now with my Google Speakle Man. Hello, let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl, comedian Carl. Hey, Mike. God, thank you for sitting through all that stuff. Uh, very. Carl, say, Carl, that's your song. You know, people say the best thing about my show is your song. And I said, well. I wouldn't have a Twitter following were it not for your great, great show that gave me this song. So thank you. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize you promoted your uh, Twitter handle in the song. How many uh, followers have you had since, for the oh, eight months? I, that, <laughs> well, I mean, it's oscillating. I mean, it's been as low as 17, perhaps. But it's been 20-something that... Some point below 20 wow uh, meaning 20 it's weird because uh, when I put when I uh, when you did the song I lost about 20 people so <laughs> so Carl you're on the phone you're in Waltham Massachusetts am I incorrect that is correct your old stomping grounds from I think it was Brandeis I am a Brandeis alum and I lived in the uh, fair town of uh, Waltham Massachusetts years following so uh, I kick my own ass <laughs> I would go into a bar and then I would tell myself to leave the bar so you know I was a, a college kid and a townie and I visited you and hung out on your roof and sent you silly letters and yeah that's right I maybe two t- three t- it was more than one certainly I was I visited you yeah, so uh, well, I've heard it's changed. Waltham has changed in the last 20-odd years that I've been there. Uh, it's a little more gentrified from what I understand. Yeah, the, it's also trying... It's like, don't forget we're in New England, so even though it's oh. a new building. Now, trust me, there's no way you can rub New England out of that town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're like spitting distance from a Dunkin' Donuts as we speak. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. That's right. what's happened here. Yeah. You're right. You know, one time I moved, and I was taking a bus line, and I was talking to somebody on the bus who I knew from Waltham, and I told them I moved to uh, Brookline, and they told me, Brookline has some pretty good Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do miss it. So, I'm glad you're over there. It's a beautiful town. Uh, Carl, we have a... We are airing this live uh, on February 26th. Uh, if you can always listen to us Sundays 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, it is the 26th, where the state of our union is in flux, according to this morning's uh, Jack Tapper on CNN. Uh, we are also on iTunes by our initials, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Easier every week. And, but most preferably, check out Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. And that has everything. What we do, we watch a movie on YouTube. And uh, we riff it. We're like those robots, right? <laughs> We're like those live shows. Oh, maybe we'll uh, commentary. We're like a DVD commentary. Or maybe we'll just go off tangent. Maybe we won't even watch the fucking movie as we do every it week. Happens. <laughs> it happens every week. Uh, so, Carl, we're... Uh, uh, as, a great I, one, Mike. A great one. It's topical. Perfect. 
Topical, because as you know, today we're airing it, Sunday, February 26th, which is the date of the Oscars, which is going to air in about a couple hours. So, I don't give a crap about, I'm not going to make a prediction, Carl, this is, we're going to date ourselves, but I do want to talk about awards that have already been announced. The Razzies. Uh, as you know, they traditionally announce their winners a day before the Oscars, and I have a list here from Courtesy of Variety, and you know, my father, my late father was a journalist, he used to cover the Razzies every year. And uh, he one time the Razzies let uh, my dad and my brother and myself and my mom go up and watch one of our live shows. And it was a great time. And I'm actually a Razzie member. I should give full disclosure. I just, wow. I, I don't vote. I don't really see all these movies. You know what I mean? I see them like after the fact. But a lot of these films I have seen. So maybe I'll vote next year. Huh? Uh, so we're... You're in the the academy. Yeah, I get a I get an email every year, but I haven't been I haven't been voting. I just sometimes bad movies from a year it takes a couple years to catch up and see it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so well, they nailed it with two serious. I, I don't want to be a spoiler. But well, let's let's go because really we're gonna, we have want. a tight we have a tight show tonight. So uh, before we are going to watch a 1966 movie called The Oscar. It is a classic. I love this movie. Uh, it's on TCM every waking moment. So go ahead to YouTube, or if you work at TCM, go ahead into your vaults and pull it out again. Uh, <laughs> type in the Oscar, I would say 1966. It's always good to put the year after a movie title, and that narrows the search on YouTube. And uh, we got to go to Pot Pie Theater, is it? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Pot Pie Theater has a playlist of it. Because uh, so, uh, it's broken into 15-minute chunks. So if you see the Oscar comment, 1966, and you see it's hosted by Pot Pie Theater. Let's try that one, Carl. What do you think? Um, I think okay. I just need to catch up with you. Yes. 1966, because the one I have doesn't say... Well, do you have the one that says... Download. Well, I see that Goldie... As also one, it's broken into. Well, let's just well, let's yours just. Yours is a playlist, so that's a good one. That's the playlist that we want. We want this. Uh, as you know, when YouTube started, what the heck? Uh, when YouTube started, uh, you couldn't put more than like ten minutes, fifteen minute clips. Well, all right, cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and click this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm sorry. I'm hitting pause. It looks like the segments are all available, which is a first for a playlist. So we'll see what happens. So I don't, this movie is pretty long, and we have to get out of here early because I have a show after this, Carl. Okay. What's the name that you had said? Okay, so oh. it is the Oscar 1966. It should lead you to, and that's in parentheses, the year. That should lead right. you to a playlist hosted by Pot Pie Theater. It's one of nine videos. Pot Pie Theater. Pot Pie okay. Theater. I will find. That's theater ER, like the way Americans talk, you know? <laughs> we ain't French. Theater. 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 Okay, I'm there. Okay, so go ahead and hit uh, play and then pause. We have the Oscar part one. This is quick download. Host is uh, download this part. Just because you created a playlist doesn't mean you. It's your downloads. All right, so uh, we are gonna put our little cursor on the triangle start button, and I'm gonna count down to to one, and then I'm gonna say go, and I hope you all click it at the same time, and we can start viewing the Oscar. All right, so three, two, one, go. All right, here is the... Now, Mike, it's important that you have audio this time because they're near, they're, um, uh, the, the words they say are just so bizarre. I'll, yeah. You've 
seen this before, right? The, the yeah. style of speech they have. Yeah, honest to God, if you like bad movies or if you like campy movies, then you're very familiar with this movie. And I believe when it came out in 1966, it bombed. Elky Summer. Elky. Yeah. Milton Berle, of course, playing a serious role right. as the agent. I don't know who Eleanor Parker is, but there's her name. Joseph Conan, of course, from Sissy uh, Kane. Jill St. John. Ooh, this is from game shows. And introducing Tony Bennett. As Jaime Kelly, the Jewish-Irish something. Hey, Edie? Yeah. Ernest? Edie? Ernest Borgnine? Edie and Ernest. And then Ed Begley Sr., not Junior. Edith Head, the Hedda Hopper, the gossip columnist. Peter Lawford, there's Nancy Sinatra. Jack Sue from Barney Miller. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an all-star cast. And this is shot. Oh, this is so weird how they do the. Uh, they take a real life event to put it in a movie. The Academy Award Oscar statuettes or blah, blah, blah. The Academy. Uh, they approved, you know. And they knew the script, too. They approved. Yeah, well, it's Whoops. like. I'm going to lower the music a little. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a terrible script. I don't think it did well. Like, the idea of the Oscars has always been that you can watch movies at home you can watch the glamour of uh of movies at home so why would i then go to the theater to watch the experience of watching a tv show that's you know what i mean <laughs> it's a tv show about the glamour of, of, of movies and now here's a movie about the tv show about the glamour of movies you know mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go see a play called the obi which is a kind of a the tonys the tonys but the obi is off broadway ob off Broadway. I thought it was so perfect of Second City TV to make it uh, the Nobel Prize. You dug deep. You dug deep uh, researching this. Carl found a clip on YouTube, at which I will have embedded over at Let's Watch a Full Length Movie at YouTube on YouTube dot com, <laughs> blogspot dot com. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, so that will be uh, there. But it's SCTV, their movie of the week from the early '80s. They did the Noble, with also starring Tony Bennett. And uh, it's just dead on. And Milton Berle, that guy's doing Milton Berle. <laughs> Milton, Milton Berle's the pits. Okay, so here we are. We're on the red carpet. Okay. Is that uh, Army Archer? There's one guy who's always been doing this for years. It's, I think that's him, Army Archer. The thing is that the Academy knew this was about um, a guy who clawed his way to the top and was a scum. Right. And they said, yeah, that's great. That's good for our image. Why don't we shoot? Why sh- do you think they shot the movie right now during an Oscar? Uh, no, this is in Santa Monica. Uh, it's a set. And they did it inside of an auditorium. <laughs> this isn't... Com- here it is. It's not computer graphics, though. That's the great thing. They really got an audience. Yeah. So we're paying money to see a simulation of the Oscars. So it serves the purpose of the plot. You know, this is the this is the thing. This is the night that will save him or break him. Have, did you ever see the Simpsons? Oscar. The Simpsons did, did a parody of this, oh. where during an award show, uh, Lisa has a, a little think back, a voiceover and a think back about how she got to this moment. All right, so here we are. Not to give too much away. Hollywood's big night. There's Mike Spiegel and oh Bob Hope on stage. I get my, I get Bob. Same jokes. 
I'll tell you. I'm emceeing the awards because well, I, I would say that Mr. T. Smiling. And, I, and I've had the most practice. I'm writing this down. Milton Burles in the back writing these jokes down. It means a lot to everyone in the movie industry. It's so miscast the way that Tony Bennett doesn't sing and Milton Burles isn't funny. He's not funny. He is so pissed off in this movie. There's there's one scene that I absolutely love in this movie, and I will bleed about it when we get to it. But he's sitting there having breakfast. Oh, there's Tony Bennett looking dour. And Frankie. I'm thinking about where my heart is. You ever think about it, Frankie? I do. I'm going to think about it for about 90 minutes. There's a lot of seat fillers. Do you think the extras were seat fillers as well? Like that's where their careers went? Like according to your resume, you were seat filler number four thousand six hundred twenty-three. Oh, here comes the flashback. Yeah, dream sequ- uh, yeah. Yeah. Or the projection has poured water over the film. So throughout this movie, everyone refers to this place as a smoker, and everybody understands that the slang for strip joint, I guess. Is it like He's a-, a smoker? Like a smokehouse. I guess, but you smoked everywhere back then. I don't follow, but. So are they going? Where are the girls? That's what I want to know. Well, there she she is the girl. She's the entertainment, and they're talking her up. Yeah, that's gross. There's a whole room full of guys and one girl. It's kind of sick. That's like your bachelor party. <laughs> ding, zing. <laughs> Speaking about years ago. <laughs> Wait, I had two girls at my bachelor party. Oh, right, not one girl. Yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so he's... Hey, so uh, he showed it to Mike, and Mike was like, what the hell is that thing? What, what do you do with that? What is... Uh, I've seen that. Wait. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> when they, they stripped and you were like, Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. You got the big peak. You were like, what the? Hey, I said, really? why? Really? That it... Oh, I could do like that. <laughs> All right, here she comes. She's going to come in and dance. Is she going to be like a superstar so we see her from Cat House to... Uh... No, she is not going to become a superstar. Now, you're going to see not full frontal nudity, but you're going to see some full backle nudity, man. Oh, uh, full frontal nudity? No, backle, backle. Fa- I don't know what fackle means. Full, full backle nudity. Oh, full backle nudity. Yeah. I'm going to see, like, backside and uh, more backside. Uh, so, am I going to see butt? Uh, no. 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 I don't think you see butt. But um, that's part of the back. Oh, you mean it's going to be like, I'm going to see. All the way up well, to the like, butt. This is 1966, and there is yes. no internet pornography. No, there but Kennedy no was internet. shot, and three years later, the uh, world has gone to shit. <laughs> pornography well, hit a nihilistic you high. As a kid, you have, like, Playboy, uh, you know, as a kid. I did. I was five months old. <laughs> uh, so she's dancing. She does, uh, she's doing a good so job. This is how people, they went to the movies to get their sex. I wish so this... Now we're going to get full back nudity. Don't you think? Oh, wait, because he just took off. Oh, there's her backle. I wish Michael Bay directed this scene. He's a lot more exciting. His stripper scenes are more exciting. But I think he it was very good. Uh, I think it was Bad Boys. The story goes that uh, Megan Fox is one of the strippers. Oh, there's the backle. Side boob. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. So she was like 15 or 16 during this scene. I believe that's the story. Uh, anyway, I didn't mean to uh, stop the backle. Well, that, there's, enough, there's not enough money there. They're like, hey, what the heck? Tony better, I'm pretending to be a tough guy. <laughs> I'm acting. 
What other movie says he act? It's the first time Tony Bennett hasn't played himself. They, they, the people who saw him, uh, it was the director and the producer. Oh, he pulled a knife. They saw him on a TV show. Uh, what, he was like on the Merv Griffin show? No, it was the Andy Williams show. I don't know. It was a guest appearance, and they were just watching, and they were struck by his extraordinary warmth and sensitivity that came over the television screen. <laughs> his, char- okay. his character's name is Jaime Kelly. Yeah. Like, is he Jewish? Is he Irish? I don't get it. Yes. It's both. He, he's, yeah. So, but Tony Bennett, is he Irish? Is he Jewish? Y- yes. They see a Jewish woman married into his Irish family. She was the outsider. She came in. Yeah. And they made Jaime. <laughs> And the, the producer named him such a Jewish name. It's so like beating you over the head. Well, it's it's actually Jaime is a nickname. It's short. The full name is Cherry Hy- uh, Hyman. <laughs> what? You heard me. That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That's it. That's the one joke the series has. We're closing that shop. I'm tweeting that. <laughs> You're cheating. Lie tweet. Hey, if you do a Facebook uh, live event of, of your sad self in your hotel room in Waltham, uh, everybody who has a phone will be notified of it. Oh, no. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Every time this your friend does like... By the way. What's that? This is a shakedown now. They, they, oh, all right. Let's, let's listen to the shakedown. They're in the sheriff's department office. Ice cream. He's eating ice cream from a canister? Was he a San Francisco tourist? That's what San Francisco tourists do. They go into 7-Eleven and come out with pints of ice cream in a spoon. Back then, they used to pack ice cream in lead. They didn't know. <laughs> they thought it was good for them. Then they would smoke the lead. So they're shaking down a movie star? Okay, no, he's not a movie star. He's the, he's the announcer in that smoker, right? All right. Okay, so the guy doesn't have enough money, and he's like, I'm pretending to be tough, and... He says, hey, you can't hurt me. I'm, I got a cop uh, as a relative. So then they hurt him. They steal, they steal the money. They take the money they think is theirs. The cop pulls him over, and now he's extorting them for prostitution. Well, I, yeah, basically. Oh! <laughs> cop just bitch slapped the guy. Yeah. I'm the law around here. <laughs> so... This one, he uses her a little bit because he's like, we're going to have to sell your car. <laughs> Otherwise, we're not getting out of here. Oh, that's the dancer. Yeah. I like her outfit. They're a package, you see. Uh, Jaime yeah. and, and Frankie grew up together. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he witnessed some horrible things that happened to Frankie's, in Frankie's life. Like what? Like the jerk. Like what? Like his, his, Frankie takes his father to some party. Yeah. Right? And then they walk in on his mom getting getting it from some person. Is and it her dad? The dad goes, "Oh my god! Oh god! god. Just horrible!" I totally, I totally remember that. I was fucking with his mom. Yeah. Yeah, it was me. I was fucking the mom. You heard this pop behind you? Yeah, that was Cherry Hyman. <laughs> oh, so they just walked into a truck. I can't tweet inflection. Okay, so now they're in New York. Oh, she is in a... What an amazing getup. She's practicing her new, new number. That's pretty spicy. Now, there's Ed Begley. Oh, really? The, he's the, I never That's even... I've never even seen Ed Begley. I don't make a dime That's him? 
He doesn't look like he's from California. Oh, that's Tony. Here we go. At Bigley Jr. I'm pretending that I drive a car. And the environment sucks. Listen to me, Bob. So what he's saying is, he's saying, look, I'll take this girl, of course, but I don't need you to stand up and talk her up. I already have that, you know. Oh, my God. You start tonight, honey. I don't know if I can make it through all these parts. <laughs> so, so far, so that's good. Like, there's a guy sitting in the Oscars, and he starts flashing him back about the time. He wasn't even in this hotel room. No, she's, they're, in a, they're in a flop house right now. Right, and she's putting on her shirt over her nice bra. But this is the memory of... Uh, Tony Bennett at the Oscars. Does he really remember the time they had sex and she was putting the clothes on? He wasn't even in the room. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like how is this? A, he's flashing back the time they had sex and she was putting her shirt on. What the fuck's that about? <laughs> Fucking perv. I think he's just the boring Oscars. I have a good imagination, Frankie. <laughs> you ever imagine it? I do. My father was an imaginer and my mother was a creator, okay? So what happens here is... She says, look, Frankie, you got to get a job. I'm paying the bill. And he's like, off my back. Well, he's basically just using her. And he's, she's saying, I'm going off to dance now, but when I get back, you better have a talk. He's like, sure, if you like talking to yourself. The, the, the dialogue is really interesting. Oh, so he was in the other room, so maybe he heard it. I just think it's weird that he's putting on a tie in, a, in the living room while the dude's house, the other well, guy's live without a shirt. He's going to a party in the village. Oh, really? So, oh, okay. So I just switched. I'm going to hit pause. I'm on part two now, okay? Hit pause. Pausing, didn't it? All right. Okay, so there's, there's a woman eating spaghetti. Are you ready? Three, yeah. two, one, go. Oh, they got some cool jazz. This is probably a good time to talk about the Razzies. They announced the winners of the worst movie. So are you ready? Yeah. So we're going to just while the movie plays. Uh, worst picture? Goes to Hillary's America, the secret history of the Democratic Party, which is one of the biggest documentaries ever. Worst actor goes to the producer and uh, director of the documentary, Denise D'Souza, as himself, for Hillary's America. I've seen one of his movies. I think I watched Obama's America, and his movies are terrible. <laughs> well, he handled it very well. Remember? Yeah, he actually he. Uh, it's nice when the the celeb- winners give a little speech to the uh, uh, Razzies, and his speech was, "You guys can't get over the fact that Trump won," and boohoo or something like that. Uh, yeah, not as not as worse as Tom Green. Okay, so uh, worst actress, not Tyler Perry. It's uh, the woman who played Hillary Clinton in the documentary Hillary's America. That's three for Hillary's America. We're supporting actress. This is a good list. They had uh, Julianne Ho from Dirty Grandpa. Did you see Dirty Grandpa? Wasn't that bad? Mm-hmm. Not yet. It's in my queue. Uh, Aubrey Plaza from Dirty Grandpa. She was, she was fine. She just walked through it. Kate Hudson, Mother's Day. Jane Seymour, Fifty Shades of Black. Have you seen Fifty Shades of Black yet? No, because I didn't see the first one. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to watch them back to back. That's what I did. Watch Fifty Shades of uh, Grey and followed by Fifty Shades of Black. And you'll be like, wow, this parody movie just pretty much copies the entire movie. Uh, anyway, it goes to Kristen Wiig, Zoolander number two. 
Uh, we're supporting actor goes to Jesse Essel Eisenberg, who played Lex Luthor in Batman vs yeah, Superman. He deserves that. He I am deserves. You know, in the the original Superman, Lex Luthor had hair too. And then when he went to prison, he lost it. Right. They, yeah. They took it, the wig off. Right. The wig. I swear that these walls. That these walls. That these walls. Shut up, Otis. Otis <laughs> that's what the Batman movie needed was Otis uh, and then uh, worst screen combo does go to uh, Batman and Superman and then worst director is Denise D'Souza and Bruce Schooley what a great name Schooley for Hillary's America worst prequel Batman versus Superman worst screenplay Batman versus Superman well that's it the world continues revolving around the sun but that is the list of the uh, Razzie winners that were announced yesterday yeah well, I agree with all you see that they're, they're a good crew uh, a good crew and in fact I'll even go as far Carl before we go back to the movie that it, uh, my brother Adam Spiegelman has a podcast for six years he's still going strong called Proudly Resents the cult movie podcast and he interviews the creator uh, the founder of the Razzies and it's a really good interview so I, cool. I would recommend taking a nap for that alright wow well that was exciting that's some award news down this road before why don't we quit arguing and have a cup of coffee no. why don't we quit arguing and have a cup of coffee Tony Bennett didn't even realize the camera's on. <laughs> yeah. Tell me when is my scene. Why'd you guys stop arguing and give me a cup of coffee? This is like the get you're gonna get kicked out scene. Because he after the party in the village, Tony Bennett was like smoked home and he went out with that chick that he met at the uh did you see while you were doing the Razzies? Up? No, I, I mean, Ella. She's like a beatnik? Um, no, she. I don't know. She's just a beautiful blonde. And now he's like, I love that. But he really loves how she looks. But that's so ridiculous. He just had sex with the other woman, didn't he? Yeah. She hasn't changed. She's still wearing that great outfit. Black uh, uh, jeans and like a... It's the same night. Yeah. We watched her put that shirt on. So she's been hanging around with Tony Mopey. No, him and Mopey Bennett went out and then came back, and she's just been hanging out. Now she's kicking him out. That's it. I'm tired of floating you. Get out. Oh, she opened the door. Don't you hate when women do it? That request came from his wife. That was an odd joke. Do you know what? That is the original odd couple joke. It's the original Odd Couple joke. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Oh, are you, you must be a big fan of Walter Matthau's version. And, and oh, I, I, you know what? Gosh, I don't think I've seen the entire movie. Uh, I, I love the TV shows. There was a cartoon show. Do you remember that? Uh, no. Uh, you do not remember that? It was like a dog and a cat forced living together. Mm-hmm. They were like a dog and a cat. I do remember Ron Glass was in the new Odd Couple, the late Ron Glass, uh, and there isn't there like a, a couple going on right now. Yeah, that's With, what I thought you meant by new Odd Couple. I'm oh no, no, no! The shit. The show was actually called the New Odd Couple. Uh-huh. It was in the title. Yeah. Which is great because that you're like, oh, I can't wait for this show to last ten seasons. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who were the uh, Who are the actors? It was Ron Glass, and I am going to courtesy of IMDb find out who the other actor was. What is Ron Glass been in that I would know his name? Barney Miller. Oh, see, that's an and, old name. Uh, Ron Firefly. Glass. He, he passed. He passed away recently. Glass is an old name, don't you agree? Uh. Because nowadays everything's like fiberglass. <laughs> Well, you know my last name is is Spiegelman. Yeah, mirror. That's mirror, not glass. Oh yeah, right. It's German for mirror. (laughs) But aren't we all okay? Anyway, uh, yes, we are all German for mirror. Ron Glass. He was known for Barney Miller, Serenity, and Lake uh, View Terrace. But he also he had another show like Frank's Place, I believe. All right, I'm gonna go scroll down because this is pretty deep into his career. Uh, the new Adam's Twelve. New Adam Twelve. He was in. God, that one didn't Adam last. Twelve. I think. It, yeah, but this was one. It looks like it didn't last that long. But he was. Uh, oh, he was. He was a character in there. Silver Spoon. That so was great. Two two seven. He's a manual laborer now. Here we go. He's pushing a bolt. So new odd couple was nineteen eighty two to eighty three. Uh, an African American remake of the television series inspired by the Neil Simon play about mm-hmm. two friends living together despite their completely disparate attitudes to life. And so he is Felix, and Oscar is played by Desmond Wilson. Oh, Desmond. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I always say yes. Damon Wilson. Damon Wilson, not Desmond Wilson. Damon Wilson, who was in Sanford and Son. He was Anne's son. Oh, Lamont. Lamont. Oh, he's going to punch this guy in the stomach now. Okay, i got to watch this. Oh! He was trying for his nuts. <laughs> that woman there. I heard you beat my boss in the stomach. Big jerk. Let's go out tonight. Like, he talks in her into It's real bully. But I'll show you the big town. We'll have Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. How very lyrical. <laughs> Given him the no business. Mike, you had just mentioned that you're mainly mirror. And, yeah, not uh, glass? What? What's yeah, the difference? <laughs> I'm shattered that you Listen, the mirror is the glass to narcissism. So, yeah, it all matches. No, I always, my father used to, you know my father was a psychologist. He was like, the, it's the mirror to narcissism. He, he agreed, you know, he often made that point. Yeah. But I was going to surprise you with a new theme song, but my dilemma is I, it, said, it, it requires Michael. Oh, go ahead and say Michael. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. You know, there's there actually, there's... There is a there is a two Mike Spiegelmans. Did you know that there's a Michael Spiegelman also here in San Francisco? There's two of us. Oh. Yeah, there's another gentleman who uh, I think he works in tech, but uh, he. This is uh, an important scene, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, then let me shut up about my doppelganger. Hey, when was West Side Story? The devil out there is making all that noise. Earlier, sixty. I don't know. 65, early. right? 64? Yeah, but not a lot earlier. So, yeah. so this is supposed to be West Side Story they're watching a production of? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Let me see how you rumble. That's not the way you punch a man in the nuts. All right, buddy. <laughs> if you think you know the best way to punch a man in the nuts, why don't you come up on stage next to me and demonstrate? 
Oh, oh, boy. I guess this isn't a prop, by the way. It's a real knife. I know about knives. <laughs> what were you saying when I rudely interrupted you? I'm so sorry. I didn't. No, it's all right. She what? is falling in love with him, by the way. You know, oh, you could tell. Is that Edith's head? When are we gonna see some head? You know. <laughs> He's just kidding. Nice skill. You know when people. That's how you do it. Edith Head, the famous uh, uh, Hollywood costume designer, was not a tall woman. And uh, when people need her, they would say, "I need a little head." <laughs> Come on, give me a little head. <laughs> But Come on! Just a, just a little head. See? Her, her, his pheromones are still wafting around her nose. <laughs> yeah, she can smell it. Okay, now, now they're in a smoky scene. bar. This is going to be a real dick in this scene. He's a real asshole in this scene. Compared to what, like, though? He has a, like, drunk, cocky swagger. He's like... The guy's a train wreck. I mean, he rolled through New York, and he, you know, he beat up, he stole the money, and then he he tells them on stage, "You can't even stand it up," and he goes and threatens people with a yeah. knife. And then he's, she's like, "You so embarrassed me. It was horrible. If you don't like this, if you don't like the scenery, change the." I forget the dialogue. It's really weird in this movie. Yeah, it's oh, well, they're 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 dead serious. I mean, this movie can't be more camp than if they were open during the summer. I mean, this is just uh, everything is so serious. I'm sure they weren't like. There's no levity in this movie, you know. And also, the it's all one thing. The guy's an asshole, and you can't believe what a jerk he was. This might be a really long movie. I'm going to cut it short if it if it goes longer than eight hours. If it goes longer than the actual Oscars, we're out of here. Um, you know, at the end of a movie, how the hero overcomes his tragic flaw and changes. Right. Yeah. No, this movie—he just gets his. You know, he never. He's an asshole the whole way through, and he's a genius asshole. Oh, so there's no like Joseph Campbell story of a hero. <laughs> Just, right now, the lady is saying, I think I like you. I think you're a charismatic, and I think you held yourself. Do you act? And he's going like, listen, lady, were you with the acting? Screw off. You know? Like, every time he's mean, they, 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 he's got him. They like that. Don't be like that, Frankie. I like the fur that she's wearing. It's so casual. Is it an otter? Oh, it looks like a... Uh... Like a old sick beavers, like just decided to drop dead on her shoulders. Right. It was. It's not an unethical coat because they died of natural causes. Yeah. They, they got old. And... <laughs> well, the furrier showed up to the, showed the the beavers the design, and they said they dropped dead out of embarrassment. Oh, he's he's acting like a prick. Yeah. So she's like, "I'm out of here. Screw you. Wait, Fuck your nagging." He's got this new girl. Back, no, watch. That's going negative, right? Is that how the dating game works? I don't know. Yeah. That's what the kids are now, saying. He's hurt. And he's saying stuff like, why do I hurt the ones I love? You know, he's showing a conscience for the only time in this whole movie. But he's doing it for the expense of another girl. Right. 
He's like, oh, I can't believe I treat women so badly. Don't you agree? There he is. Oh, and she's moved and touched. And now he's like, I was just acting. <laughs> he goes. Oh, let's see. I was just acting. Oh, is he really going to do it? I can act. Oh, now he's got that smile. <laughs> and the music. Hurry up. Later on, we see her in bed after they did it. Uh huh. Same reaction. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. What, does her hair move after sex? Uh, yes, actually, it's all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think like Donald Trump's hairpiece is on her right now. <laughs> Look at that. That would comfortably fit on the president of the United States. Like thirty years ago, that's probably what he wore. Now we have a pretend monologue where she teaches him to act. And now it's already like you're an up and coming off Broadway person. Yeah, it's a quick montage. Him acting. That's an off that's an off Broadway play. That's over in Montclair's whole theater company. (laughs) Montclair Whole Theater Company. So far off Broadway. Oh. It's in New Jersey. Did switch. Oh now they got the oh okay, I I gotta switch to you. I'm gonna hit pause. Oh, all right, you guys, pause, and three, two, one, go. Now, here's Milton Berle. I love Milty. How about a nightcap? You know I don't touch the stuff. Besides, you didn't bring me up here just for a nightcap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kathy. What did it's you a nice tux he's wearing. Sophie, my love, that was a genuine stinker of a play. Oh, I know the play is a loser. It's he can't boy. act in this. He has all the right instincts. And he's learning faster than I can teach him. Now, she's um, talking him up and saying, won't you be his agent for Hollywood? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can't act. Uh, you didn't bring me up here to have a drink. Yeah. It's like the, he's so underwater when he acts. He, it's like you can see him gasping. Why, like, as a career, as a his manager, his people, why do this? I'm serious bit part. Well, I mean, this is a serious play. He's just going by direction, you know. It's, uh... The, he's the face of the business. You know what I mean, I guess. I just don't know why Milton Berle, the human being, said, I'll do that. I'm well, or, that's a great question. I mean, what was Milton Berle's career like in 1966? Was it, uh, is still on TV? Was he still relevant? Uh, maybe, like, this was what he could get. Yeah, I mean, this is a, definitely a challenge, and he's Castle Lilligan's type. Not really. He kind of reminds me of United Airlines. Uh, United, they're still around. Yeah, they're still I, around. They uh, ate Continental for lunch. They, yeah, oh, I like movies where they have like TWA and. And do you remember in the movie yeah, Hook? Pan Am. They rode Pan Am in the movie Hook. Cool. Because it's Peter Pan. And then in Bullet, I think they uh, the shootout at SFO was at the Pan Am uh, wing. Oh, was there a recent uh, tragedy at SFO? No, no. In the movie Bullet, at the end of the movie Bullet, which I was also yeah. 66, uh, there's a shootout at the uh, airport. And you can, you can tell it's a shootout because somebody in the background goes, he has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right now they're in the office of the big Hollywood guy who give him, put him in pictures. This guy. Goes, I'm being bullied. I don't want to do it. 
And what's happening is our hero is getting a resentment for this guy. Because he didn't just say, yeah, sure, he could be in the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you, like, all these guys, I don't have the audio on, but they always have, like, serious voices. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, I'm yeah. as serious as a three-piece suit. Of meat. They come in front of me, and I choose. He's, like, getting bullied. Why should I take this on, this runt with his attitude? That's a good point. And there he is, getting, getting revengeful. Oh, yeah, look at that guy act, man. Stephen Boyd, he's about to burn a hole in the scenery. Look, her Donald Trump hair is rare form today. She's got like a I, I Dream of Jeannie kind of outfit over her hair, too. Well, I guess it, back then it was... Uh, Not fashionable? Well, that's Edith Head, right? She probably designed all this. Yeah, back then they had movie executives wearing three-piece suits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the fuck's that about? Do you think any? Ex well, I guess they do. The executives will wear suits. So now it's okay. We'll do it. He goes and he shakes his hand. Nice meeting. I forget what he says. To get together again. Here we go. I got. I got the audio playing. It's okay to play the music. I'm the one on the strings. We missed it because. He said something really. Uh, we missed it. And that executive so was, was Joseph Conan, the young reporter okay, so from. He uh, broke up with his friend Tony Bennett, you see, but now they're back together because he sent him a telegram. I hit the big time, come to Hollywood. And, be my, that, like, and that's why I'm narrating this scene, because that's when my friend told me to come to Hollywood. So I immediately put down my bagel. <laughs> As what us New Yorkers do. Oh, here's the like parade of like sexy Hollywood girls from '66. Well, they're they're, they're glamorous, that's for sure. My oh my my. Oh man, Carl, I gotta tell you a funny story. It's not funny at all. It's a really stupid story. But there was a okay, NBC. That's a great start. Uh, there was a, okay. Here's the story. There's an NBC TV show, and it was called Las Vegas. Have you ever seen it with James Caan? And Nikki uh, was Cox. It drama? Cox. Yeah, it was like an hour drama, and it was about like security and the casinos. And I had rented it, or maybe I got it, I checked out of the library. No, I think I got a copy uh, of uh, the DVD season one. And so I'm watching it, and I had, you know, I, the show went on for like four years. I've seen a couple episodes, so I wanted to watch it from the beginning. And it starts off with like. James Kahn as like a security guy walking through the uh, hotel's pool and uh -huh. all it was just like that scene we just saw here from the Oscar where there's like beautiful right, Hollywood right. women but all of them are Las Vegas women they're all topless so they shot this NBC sitcom with additional topless scenes that were available on the DVD and probably European market is that hysterical like it was just gratuitous too it was like all one girl after another lounging around topless Oh, here's Marilyn? Mm -mm. Well, this is the fake date that they got set up by the studio. Oh, right. That's so what that they did back then. get publicity. Yeah. And um, she's a snotty, snotty, snotty starlet. But and he's then, a jerk, so they probably, they probably meet cute. <laughs> well, what he does is he... Um, 
he he gets all mad in the scene and he burns up inside because he needs her for the thing. Yeah. But then when they get there, he turns the tables. I won't ruin it. Oh, yeah, it's going to ruin it. What the hell? Listen, I always feel bad you watch these movies. was important. Last scene we missed. Oh, you know, was it important? from New York. Uh-huh. Jaime reports that she died. Jaime reports that they got married and she, and she died. Wait, that happened and, during my topless uh, NBC sick, uh, drama show story? <laughs> The yeah. story is more important than, than, than yeah, no, it's more important. But for the, in the end of the movie, that's going to be important. Okay, so the the, the she died. Uh, uh, they got married, and she died when right. Frankie ran away. Okay, and uh, the thing is, Frankie didn't even ask like, how did it happen? There's Hazel the maid. He was like really snotty about it. Oh, so she's uh, she changed her outfit. Yeah, she cares very much about what the camera's gonna do. Oh yeah, this is why I can't date Hollywood starlets, Carl. It's just they always tell you what side you have to be on during uh, red carpet events. This was a good side. Is that Jill St. John? What's that? I'm sorry. That's Jill St. John. I don't remember. Just say, John, her name rings a bell. Like, I think I've seen a hundred million game shows with her. Oh. Oh, it's like, ooh, a Polaroid. That scene took 20 minutes to develop. Well, yeah, she looks at it and decides that she's, okay, see how he's mad? Yeah. She's been being a jerk. Look, he's dragging the shawl, you know, it gets dirty on the floor, so he's dragging the shawl. Yeah, Hazel the maid's noticing. That's your car. They have to go into another, like a limp. She's disapproving of his car. Okay, she's going to get hers starting now. All right, finally a woman gets it. <laughs> In Trump's America, now. In Trump's, this is Trump's America for you. Thank you. So she's just delighted by the cameras and bragging, bragging, bragging. Oh, I'm up to this part. Oh, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, look at him. He's burning holes in her neck. <laughs> this guy's like the original creeper. Leave it up because he's going to deliver a great line. All right, I'm leaving it up. A million dollars to exploit it, so I've agreed to travel to several of the openings. This way, Miss Barker, please. Hold on, Miss Barker. Hey, just, just in front of him. Miss Barker has to go rest her mouth a while. She's been talking all evening. <laughs> Frankie wanted the town to be away. Uh, so, the, so there's all the newspapers of uh, Frankie getting punched out. And it's out. all about Frankie's veins. Yeah, he did it. All he had to do is degrade women, and he made it in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, speaking of women, I love how, like, uh, in Hollywood, all it is is just women lounging around the pool or just extras lounging around in their uh, Cleopatra gear. Cleopatra, I wonder if that was the same year. He Ooh. bought a Rolls Royce. That's good. That's smart. Good investment. Then he bought a, a bought, modest house. Here's your check. That is so movie. Yeah, right. Like, well, it's a house like, in Los like, Angeles. Like, like, Look out my checkbook. Well, now they would have like a guy with a suitcase opening up money and they're nodding. Oh, there's Jack. Oh, yeah. Jack yeah. So has a. Uh, when I his, first saw him, I thought Hawaii 5 wrong, right? Well, he yeah. wasn't on Hawaii 5.0. He was on yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking to hold my breath because I have IMDb here. This guy has been in a lot of movies. 
So he's listed right off the bat from Barney Miller. Let's see if you get this joke. Wow, Tony Bennett. Even back then, he could make the ladies go gaga. Look at him at the bar. Tell her I've got my own ground rules. That's a big ass bar. How long do you need a? How long should your home bar be? <laughs> yeah, like how many people are you gonna have? Yeah, how many people are gonna be up at the bar? It's gonna be your fat ass drinking your own alcohol. Now you know Tony Bennett did a record with Lady Gaga. Yeah. Friend. Oh, okay, okay. It's called "Where's My Medication?" Because <laughs> that's what all they were asking. It's the crooner. It's the crooner. Okay, so let me see. He was the Oscar. He played Sam the year before. Uh, Hawaii Five O. There you go. He was in 1970. Uh, okay. He was in Hawaii Five O. I knew that too. I just wanted to make sure before I said anything. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, look. Wait, See, that, that's the um, girl he dissed uh, in New York, you see? He got her a job here. Was that Edith Head that she was with? What? I'm obsessed with Head in this movie. Was that Edith Head <laughs> holding the, the pictures? I'm not sure. Oh, by the way, this is round two. Oh, there we go. They're at the so Gold Club. Back on a date with that guy. I don't know why, because like, look, see the, the attention he gets. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. Look, she's she literally lifted her nose. Yeah. Uh, she's rolling her eyes. Jesus Christ. She goes, "Let's go inside." I'll tell you when we go inside. Yeah, I'm the boss of you. These nightclubs. God, are they even fun? Are nightclubs fun? I don't know if nightclubs were real. Oh, you see that? Did you see what he did? Yeah. He turned her right side. Someone took oh, his photo. Oh, that's the real life. You know her name. Oh, I have the son. Oh, it's Hedda Hopper. I just She's going to come over. I love Hedda Hopper. I would pay good money to see her in a movie. Won't you, Pierre? This is like the Did you know that Hedda Hopper was the Perez Hilton of her time? The what? Who Perez Hilton. Perez Hilton. Perez. There she is. Oh, pretend act nice. God. Anything going between you two I should have for the column? <laughs> oh, really, Hedda, you're embarrassing us. If there's anything... Your acting is so bad. It, may, it is also the uh, actors and actresses you've been leeching off on your gossip column. Frankie and I are just inseparable good friends, that's all. How can you write gossip about actors when you suck on the this, this screen? <laughs> this, oh, there she is. Frankie, the girl he, just nobody else in Hollywood. The girl he left behind in New York. Oh, there she is. Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden. Oh, right. Yeah. It isn't really her. No, it's not. No, no. But her... Uh, it gives me that vibe. Her Trump hair cover-up thing was that was bar- very Barbara Eden. Very... I, I dream of genie. Yeah. Like, if your hair would look like Donald Trump, you would cover... You would put, like, a lot of shit to cover that up. Now, she's pissed because he just walked down on her. Hello, remember me? Yes, I remember you. You were a jerk. I'm not a jerk now, let's be friends. 
but I am I am captured by you and mesmerized by you. I guess I can oh give God. you a go, but I'm not taking any nonsense this They're time. They're dancing so intensely at this nightclub. And the movie's like, shake it like a salt shaker. Mike, remember when we were coming up in the 80s and we would go to the movies? Right. And there would be that scene in the nightclub. Right. And it would be like that crazy music and the dancing. and Like, like in Terminator, number one. Okay, or, well, yeah. Like that. Okay, but the thing is, there it wasn't really a real place. There was no real place in Hollywood or in New York that there was that nightclub scene that we saw in all the movies. So you're saying the nightclub scene where there's like punk rockers and break dancers, yeah. uh, and all that fake. yeah, and that it has this giant set. It's all fake. So you're saying that like if we look back in a movie from 50 years ago, or even farther back, where the, where nightclub up oh, paused. Uh, I'm gonna uh, hit pause. Uh, hit pause for part four, please. Yeah. Let's all right. We all hit pause. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, I mean it's like so. You you're saying that all these nightclub scenes that we see in movies that our brains go that's what the nightclubs must look like. It's horseshit because we know that the clubs that we are very familiar with are mis totally misrepresented in the movies during our time. So yeah, so there's no such thing as this nightclub. I think I think it's analogous. That nightclub in which there's a band tonight and a singer will be out and everyone has a circle table and they sit there and get, you know, stemware. Yeah, I think it, it might be a fake place. Well, I'm I mean, not sure. He does have a nice table. It's, oh, Mike, it's, you're going to love this. All right, let's raise the volume. She goes, I demand attention. What? Oh, we oh, just. Oh, he tossed her salad. Right, it's attention. <laughs> He'll be in the paper again. Right. Frankie <laughs> throws salad at Bush. <laughs> That's right. Bad press is good press. Hey, you've got salad dressing on my pubic hair. Hey, you've got pubic hair on my salad dressing. Two and great tastes. Tastes great together. Reese's pubic peanut butter <laughs> dressing. Okay, Sorry. so now he stalked her to her home. He's learning where she lives. There she is. Thank you. Oh, this is the girl from New York, not the girl he threw a salad in her lap? Right. <laughs> he just moves on. He moves on. That's a food fetish thing, right? <laughs> it can be seen that way. He's like, listen, baby, I won't take no for an answer. I never do. Come out with me tonight. Fall back in love with me, and let's get it on. I like he just shows up in a tuxedo. Strippergram. It's such a classy bygone period, Carl, because nowadays if you show up in a tuxedo, it's probably your strippergram. <laughs> ah, let's go out. I'll drive my rolls to the docks. Oh, this is Santa Monica for sure, right? Uh, well, the Santa Monica thing I was talking about was the Oscars. I don't know about this scene, but this, the Oscars itself. Is Santa Monica a dock? Yeah, well, I mean, there's the pier, Santa Monica Pierce. I don't know what it looked like 50 years ago. I decided to take a long walk down a short pier. Oh, he's in his yacht. Oh, boy. You can't pier back that far. Last place you want to be with a guy like that is in his own yacht. <laughs> Hello, do you have a phone? I'd like to dial 911 and just tell him to wait. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're in international waters. Rape is legal. <laughs> Why would you say that? Wait a bit. 
He's got fruit at the table on his boat, in case you're not seasick. What this is really all about is like, come on, be my girlfriend again. There's always a special connection between you and me. Frankie, don't hurt me. You're tricking me. He is, he is putting the move. Fancy. There's nothing happening between us now any more than before. It was the princess and the pauper then. It was the princess and the pauper then. Now it's the fat princess and the pauper. No offense. <laughs> Look at that. They almost kissed. They almost did. Yeah, and she. She might Back be on some. Jack. I didn't expect you to put your arms on me, walk into your private yacht for you to kiss me after putting your arms on me. I'm swimming to shore. So Call the Coast Guard. You haven't changed. Uh, check out her accent. Seed of rot inside of you. This is a New Yorker. Which makes you what you are. That you can change. No, she's like from Europe. You just dress it better. Oh, yeah, he's pissed. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, don't talk truth to me, baby. Do you think boats look like this? He's in a yacht. I mean, where's the, like, cockroaches and fucking <laughs> wet rug? Squish, squish. Who would have a fucking rug in a boat? A yacht? Now look, you're going to like it. You're going to be here and you're going to like it. Tomorrow we're scraping barnacles. They shouldn't have made a sequel where he goes for a Grammy. I forget what he's griping about right here, but he was like setting her straight. Yeah, he, uh, he's a sinister dude. Okay, so about this theme song I want to do for you, right? Yeah. Okay, Michael and Spiegel rhyme, you see? Yeah. So it goes in the song I'm making. Okay, I love it, Carl. You know what? I never, I haven't paid you for a single song yet, so by all means, I'm not going to give you an editorial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just think you like to go by Mike, not Michael. Well, I, I, there's also a gentleman. I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the best stage name, Mike Spiegelman. I would prefer Michael J. Spiegelman, but I just think well, like Michael and Spiegel rhyme, and that makes that's it. fine. You should totally do it. Listen, man, okay. it's not like Shakespeare. It's not like. Okay, and the Shakespeare people were like, hey, Francis Bacon, you should change this line. They just let him do what he wanted to do. <laughs> no, he's now at the Redheads. Well, it's back to that lady who taught him how to act and made him a star. Oh, he's going to give a confession? Well, no, he, he hasn't been around her for a long, long time. So she just shows up here right now and yeah. acts like they're dating or something. He's and about to take like, his shoes off. What are you off. doing? You're not taking your fucking shoes off in my house, are you? Yeah. He's skank. Nobody invited you to stay. Yeah, put your shoes back on. That's funny. What's he saying? What's he saying? Oh, let's put him up. I mean, I feel lousy. I'm driving around, I find myself here. So I come in for a drink and a cigarette. You're jumping salty all over me before I get my shoes off. Exactly. <laughs> before you get your shoes off. Didn't you ever think to ask? Just once. Why would I go to a place and take my shoes off? I just came in to have a drink and a smoke and take my shoes off, and you're like, what the <laughs> yeah, that's fuck? That's it. four in the now morning. That's what happens now. He's right, about to leave, it. and she's like, like no, okay, you can stay. Don't, never mind. You can stay. I like you now. 
and then they do it. Yeah, well, of course. So why would he? Why was he asking him to stay? I don't care about anything that much. Don't go. Don't go. We'll talk. Now, uh, there's here done. she is, and her hair's mussed. Remember, we had talked about. Yeah, because I, I, I would figure her hair would be a little mussed. And he's doing what every gentleman does post-coital, which is to put your cufflinks back on. What he's doing right now is a wham-bam, thank you, man kind of thing. Yeah, you get your cummerbund back. You got to put your tux back on. Right, and he's going to leave. And she's like, I'm a jerk. You tricked me. No, I think you'll go a little soft and gourd early in the morning. Got to go, baby. Got to go. I'm not some... Yes, I'm not some trash can you can slam the lid on, she says. Like, she's wow. Like, you're things in this. She belongs to someone, even someone as empty as you are, Frankie. Because you're not real. You're some sort of dream, some sort of fog that comes drifting in here at night now and again in the morning. Yeah. Look at the camera angle, too. It's like Batman. So everything's so crazy. I think the director did it on purpose, but meanwhile, when they cut to her here, yeah. level. I don't know. I don't know. Well. She's she's not wearing a shirty. She's covering her boobies with a blanket. I'm sure there was like no crew members in that scene. They let all the crew members out. No, I know you don't. So they're not even in the same fucking room. When they, they cut to him and they cut to her. See, cut to him. I'm going, old lady. Old lady. Yeah. I'm a granny fucker. If you don't like it, baby. Don't watch my videos. I fuck Granny's volume one, two, and three. Do you say that because she looks old? Oh, oh, look at her. She's yawning from the script. <laughs> Here we are. We're at another classy joint. This looks like Friendly's ice cream parlor. I came here for a Sunday. Now, the guy there is a the head waiter, right? Right. You can he tell because he's smoking. He goes, hi, I loved your films, and starts shaking his hand. And then he finds out right now he's the head waiter of the place. Would you care for a drink before dinner? Oh. He goes, what? Yeah, it's a little... Well, okay, here's my favorite scene in the entire movie, Carl. Check out what Milton Burl's drinking. Maitre d'. Oh, it's like... It's orange juice in an ice... Bucket. Isn't that amazing? Don't you want one? It is yeah. two plates. It's a big plate, dinner plate, a little plate, then a yeah. glass chalice filled with ice and a little gold rim is holding a uh, juice glass of uh, orange juice. Good morning, orange juice. Is that amazing? Don't you want to have that? Yeah. I totally want to have all my beverages served. And that's like a main course for him. Yeah, a ring of shrimp cocktail around that. Yeah, there should be some shrimps wrapped around that. Coming out, it's like a ceviche bowl, and there's like no ceviche in it. That's so this a, is that part of the script. It's called Whiff of Death, and this, he's learning that he could end up like that head waiter. Poof! Uh, yeah, career is over. That's true. He could end up like his career end up like that actor who's the head waiter. But this is the part of the movie that I lose interest because all I watch this movie for is to see that. Uh, Orange juice ball. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing. I never saw what one. I want to go to a nightclub and get my because he's like having breakfast and it's like four in the afternoon or something. You can't tell in these these steakhouses like mm-hmm. what time is it? It's because the, the glass lights or lamps are always on. 
Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there's the orange juice. Why would he leave that orange juice, even if the guy was being a jerk? And I suppose I'm to make sure Miss Bergdahl knows it was you who got her the job? Yeah, am I supposed to tell the Miss Bergdahl that it was <laughs> you who got her that job? Fucking Milton, stop acting. You know what's funny? Have you ever seen It's a Mad, 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 Mad World? No, I've heard of that. Oh, it's great. It's a great movie. And they had all sarcasm. and Milty's in it. And they had a documentary about it. And one of the things that Milton Burl says, and all the cast member says, is that in all the ensemble pieces, whenever they're running to go get the money, Milton Burl made sure he was the last person to leave the seat. So if you ever watch that movie, you'll see that Milton Burl is like running and then slows down and goes behind like Phil Silvers or... Oh, wait. Is this there's like... There's like a buried thing of money. Yeah, it's you can't miss it. It's under the big W. You can't okay, miss yeah, it, Carl. It's I, under the big W. Yeah, so Milton Burl's in there wearing like a, a silly naval uh, cap and uh, ascot, and they're all running to their cars, and you can see him like run around the cars to make sure he's the last person to go into the car. It's amazing. <laughs> all right, so they're hanging out in a wine vineyard. Oh no, he's talking to he's talking to that actor. Yeah, it's more of the same. Yeah. It can happen, it's like foreshadowing that it can happen to you. So you better get your shit together. You better be more ruthless than ever. Take it from me. Uh, my name is Casey Affleck. He goes, here's some money. And the guy takes it. Yeah, of course he, he takes goes, it. I, he goes, like, screw with pride. I need the money. He doesn't even say screw with pride. He just takes the money. Yup. Whatever you do, don't star in the BMX Bandit movie. Killed my career. BMX. The story is uh, Peter Billingsley, who is the kid in Christmas Story. His next movie was called like BMX Bandit. No, BMX Kid. The BMX Kid. And it was a complete flop. Uh, you know why he was saying all that stuff in that room? Because it was the wine room. Oh, and that guy was bitter. And he was bitter, too. <laughs> bitter sour grapes. It's the sour grape okay, room. So, I think it's the contract now. Uh, look at, at Tony's at the bar is the outdoor bar and it's a Saturday because you can tell Milton Burrow let's listen to Milton act there's Jack what are you a guest says, aren't you I revolted when they said I had to make a terrible meal like that That's Sunday Jack. isn't my idea of a time for business Frankie but he goes, you oh, eat before you left for Tijuana. He, but he goes, to the, he goes to the Asian servant and he says, are you a guest? Because he's eating. The studio's legal department failed to notify us. The studio failed to notify an option. Sorry, I just can't. What happened is they made a contract, the studio made a contract with him, but there was a legal mistake in it. Okay? And so what they wanted him to do is sign a waiver that says, never mind that legal mistake, I agree we just can't correct it. Or the contract's null and void. So now he's saying... Hey, this is my angle. Because now he's a bigger star, he can get a bigger cut. He oh, I see. All the contracts null and void. And his manager says, "Jerk, right, you're a jerk." As your manager, I'm taking a bigger cut is a stupid idea. The manager is against him doing hardball. He'll be like, he'll resent you. No, it's it's Frankie who's like, the manager's like. Come on, these people gave you a job, a career, a life. Let's just sign the paper. This is my chance to renegotiate. He, he's not a jerk on this one. He was, 
his contract was illegal. They broke the law. He should go fuck him over. Yeah, but he's doing it like the Klingon Empire. He's not doing it like, okay, partner, we made a mistake. We'll just fix it. Oh, oh, oh pause, whoa, pause, whoa. whoa. All right, so I'll go ahead and pause for Oscar Part 5. And I don't know if you've been noticing the views of each segment and then the ratings. Uh, part 4 we watched had 24 thumbs up and 1 thumbs down. And here we are watching Part 5, and it has 15 thumbs up and 1 thumbs down. Who is Only this guy? Who is that guy? Someone must have been in a bad mood watching Wait, the Oscar. The internet agrees with that guy. <laughs> Well, that's Trump's America. Okay, so we uh, pause part five, and we're going to go. You Go ahead, Carl. Do the countdown for us. Oh, I, oh, I, yeah. honor, Michael, thank you. Okay, I'll do three, two, one, go. All right, and the countdown goes to Carl. Three, two, three, two, one. Okay, three, two, one, go. All right. I'm Milton Burl acting. Do this to Regan, please. <laughs> well, it just breaks my heart there to think of poor Regan unhappy. Dad, Listen, Daddy-o. Frankie, the studio simulated in the contract about the cause of the prepositional phrase that I'm finishing talking about. <sighs> His bathing suit has a camel toe in it. See? Look, the phone cord went right in between his crotch. Okay, so... She's now saying, listen, I found out that you got me a job. I'm very grateful. And thank you very much. And I'm going to be nicer to you now. And I guess you're not so bad. Is this the starlet? No, this is the New York girl. The, right, this is the New York girl. She's the one who, you know, he romances, sets <laughs> her back, beds her down, and treats her like so they're both on the phone talking and he's shirtless with some tight teddy whities and she's just wearing a nightshirt and you get to see her entire legs and her toes so whoever directed this movie is no fucking idiot <laughs> he's like we'll, we'll talk on the phone but i want you to show some toes and i want you to show your nipples all right let's go Diggity dog, lady. So no, okay. no actor now would have a body like his. I mean, he he he's great, but it's not. There's no pecs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here's a real life bullfight, by the way. Oh, I it's love insane. this. I love bullfighting. So Good. Saying, we have a movie star with us. This was be this was before. Uh, this was before like no no animal was harmed during the shooting of this film. You're right. I mean, this film, is a, it's a lot of bulls. This one, yeah, a lot of bulls. <laughs> okay, here he, we're sitting next to... Ernest Borgnine! Right. Is he playing himself? That sounds charming. He's playing the bull. I'm surprised the Matador isn't chasing Ernest Borgnine around. I saw you. I told little Dolly, I said, that's Frankie Payne. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. Frankie Payne said... God bless Ernest Borgnine. Right away. He's a, uh, oh, Honey Bunny. So he's putting his in character. Yeah, when I was watching this originally, I was thinking of the Roman Empire. And they would, like, do fights and stuff. Because what yeah. we're about to see is them throw that ball. Uh, that's my favorite scene in Gladiator. It's when Joaquin Phoenix puts his thumbs up or down. I'm kidding. There's no favorite scene in Gladiator. That movie is terrible. 
Hey, look at that bull. He's got a bunch of spears in him. Yeah. Anything to get out of the shooting of this picture. The bull is the happiest person on the set. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could go through life without finishing watching this movie. So Ernest Bartnine will become his no private way. investigator, and this is when he Wendy's. meets them Who said anything about for that setup. He's so he funny. He's the wife of Ernest Bartnine. I love Ernest. There's that, a. See, that's terrible. See the bull? Oh, that bull? Yeah, he's. It's a metaphor, girl. The okay, worst part, so they had to shoot that matador scene 17 times. <laughs> Do you know what they're doing now? They're getting, uh, they're signing a contract. Barney. See, Barney, fifteen dollars to do what? <laughs> Baby, it was miserable being married to you. Honey, it was hell. <laughs> well, it's uh, like marriage, and, and they're getting a divorce. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, so we're in Mexico right now? I think it was Spain. Uh, it could be Mexico. That well, more sense. the uh, the the. Billy, the matador would be in Spain, but going down and getting a quickie divorce would be in Mexico. Behind Maybe the, them, the thing is, there's French signs behind them. Huh. Oh, no, a P is here in Spanish, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it could be Mexico or Spain. Maybe it is Spain. Now, why would I assume that they had to go to Mexico? Because Los Angeles, it's close to Mexico, you know. Right, and that you can't get divorced really in America. Not doing anything. Well, I guess like if you're a celebrity, like Honey Bunny. They have no children. God, this movie is so crazy. Like, you could cut that scene out. How about that? Oh, finally, some booty dancing. You see that? What? My goodness. See, this is why you would go to the movies in the 60s. Right. Oh, it's. Yeah. Look at that disco ball. It's the Darth Death Star. Did you. Yeah, you, you think that disco bar ball is is opposing now? You should be there for the Tuesday night open mic. They keep it on, like they keep the the giant disco ball on during the open mic comedians, and it just kind of kills the energy in the room. It's as if to say we'll still be playing music. <laughs> it's not polite. <laughs> okay, so now the um, the wife and him like connect a little bit. Sort of like sexy. She's like telling him secrets. Oh, let's listen to a secret. Lots of money stashed away in lots and lots of banks. And he is going to provide me with comfort and luxury. I hope she gets it. Well, later on, like, he'll make a deal with her. Good, because um, she's cool. Won't end up being sexual. Oh, that's too It'll bad. She's cute. Career. I like the way she talks. She uses her picky. <laughs> See, I think she's drunk. She's like, am I drunk or am I sober? You can't tell. Maybe I'm acting. <laughs> I admire you. You admire me. Because you're a moving picture star. <laughs> That's what I was going to be. That's why I married old... See, she didn't get Chester. to become a... Mo- mo- God, this um, bitter much? Star. This movie is so bitter. On, he'll use that. 
I haven't seen a movie. This movie is like bitter Hollywood. Oscar movie that's bitter? It's like watching uh, Paul T. Anderson lose another award. That was my big Oscar joke. So the Oscars, right? <laughs> Fuck the Oscars. The Oscars is going to be like, here's six movies that are greatest movies, ten movies. Self-congratulatory. Well, How you know what? movies are there to pick from? See, what I do like is I do like watching the red carpet beforehand. Like, the moment you find out the winners, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't sit through the carpet. But it, what they normally do is, let's say there's six movies. They'll distill those six movies into, like, six talking points or six moments, cultural moments. And they'll beat the fucking movie to death about it. So, they'll have, like, a, let's say the traffic jam scene in La La Land. They already, at the Golden Globes, did a parody of it. So, they'll just take a moment from this movie and if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, it spoils it. And then they'll just make like referential jokes about it. You know, I'm drinking your milkshake. You have to see the movie to get the reference. And then <laughs> why see the movie? Because you know, you know there's going to be a guy talking about drinking milkshakes. You know what I mean? Like it ruins it. It takes all the fun out of the movies. Like the only way to yeah. really enjoy the Oscars is to either see the movies or just not plan to see the movies. Well, they're making their driving away with a green screen behind them. Which are you, okay? Girl or woman? Um, no, uh, green screens were 10 years... Well, they were blue at that time. They were 10 years away still. Yeah. They might have shot it. I mean, I like the shadow of, of uh, overpasses on the car. What they used to do lots of times was they would just have a projector on a screen behind you. Okay, now... He pulled like, over. Let's get married. In the back seat. I have a chapel in the back seat. Like this, what he's been waiting for. Kissy, kissy. Girl, just to bang her. Kissy, kissy. They're at the driving. I can only take one call at a time. I didn't mention the phone number. We're not taking calls tonight, show. That's what the beeping noise is. I think he's. No, I don't. I don't want to. You're, oh. you're my guest. We got to watch this entire movie. Or as much as we we should, we'll be watching. I would say uh, about twenty seven more minutes, Carl, of this film. See where it takes us. Okay, now they're back in the same place, getting married, and here's the witness. Oh, so that's uh, look at Ernie. He says he's complaining. You charged me ten dollars less, or something like. I thought he said, sure, I'll act. Just give me some money. <laughs> Did you pay me yet for this movie? I expect to be paid in cash. Ernest Borgnine, you know, he did pass away. He was interviewed. I believe the AV Club did an uh, interview with him, the website, uh, the Onion uh, Arts and Entertainment section, where they asked him questions about the various roles that he appeared in. And mm-hmm. he had nothing good to say about the movie Basketball. With oh. he in fact he said those guys were idiots and it was the stupidest movie he was ever in. <laughs> <laughs> and Ernest Borgnine, yeah, yeah, right. The the, yeah, the height of their popularity, like their initial popularity, they made their own movie. Yeah, they made a bunch of movies. He actually directed a movie called Cannibal the Musical, uh-huh. which was a trauma picture. Yeah, it's out there. I think I've seen Orgasmo was one of his films. I saw that in the theater. And uh, the movies are fine, right? Mm-hmm. South Park movie was funny. The puppet one, maybe not not as much. 
World Police? I didn't really like Basketball. You did? Now watch, watch, oh. Oh, pause. can't watch it. Gotta cut, go ahead and pause. What the fuck? Wait, what's going on? You didn't pause? Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's just all the images flash. Okay, I gotta pause at zero. Oh. Okay, so for Oscar 6, is the uh, from quick download, it's still moving. Carl, why don't you do the countdown for me? Um, can we do it together? Okay. Three, two, two one, go. go. They're smooching. Okay, but watch how he hits her on the head here. Watch this. Ah, he patted her on the ass. And look, she doesn't like that. See? He went all the way to marry her just to have sex with her, and now he's an asshole again. Yeah, he's like, I tapped that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where the expression comes from. It's like after sex, you tap that ass. I don't think that's where the expression came from, now that I said it out loud. No, it's doing it. It's doing it. And you're going tap, tap, tap. Okay, never mind. Here's Tony Bennett getting girls for, the, even though he's married, he still goes out with lots of girls. Carl, I don't know if he'll be able to make the last three parts. Oh, because of time? Well, because the, the people, the show that follows me here on uniradio.fm, I can see them out the window. <laughs> I can't get on the sidewalk right now. And if it's not them, please tell my family I love them. No, but it's, uh, so I, I want to get out of here by like 10 of the hour. Okay. Yeah, or at least. So what, wait, wait. Uh, what time is it? Your time. Three hours difference, right? Three, yeah. Well, let me put it this way. The Oscars start at 8.30, uh-huh. which is 5.30 my time. And I have three, it's two hours before the Oscars. What time do you want it to be over today? <clears throat> Let's do a quarter of. Of what? Quarter of uh, four. So I was thinking, like, after this part, we just skip to nine. <laughs> We're going to skip a part. In fact, at 3.30, let's just skip to part nine. And that our audience, if they would like to watch the rest of this movie, it is on YouTube, and I recommend I recommend you watch this movie several times. Just breathe it in. Uh, and then check out the SCTV, the Nobel. Yeah. Nobel, I should say. This is their parody of this movie. Their parodies are so good. Yeah. They weren't funny, but they were the detail was so exact, it was funny. Do you know what I mean? Like it was done very seriously and a lot of money was spent to have a, it look a certain way, well, if but you it, didn't see the Oscar. The Nobel wouldn't have Nobel wouldn't have been funny because, you know, like he's watching a surgery and he goes, "Those guys don't know how to cut." I mean, the humor would be that the ridiculousness, I mean, it works on different levels. So if I didn't know that they were parodying the Oscar, I know that they were parodying like melodrama and, and that it was a Nobel Prize with Tony Bennett in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's still, a lot of the stuff I didn't get. God, they did a, a crazy Ed Grimley routine where he drank a formula and he became a smooth guy at a Kit Kat club. It wasn't until years later that I realized that they were making fun of the Nutty Professor. <laughs> they basically built the same nightclubs uh, set, which is talk about fake nightclubs uh, from the Nutty Professor. Well, so few people would have seen the Oscar, but that's what they chose to parody. You know, we were just too young for that. But that, see, those are pop culture references for an earlier generation. I grew up watching right. 60s TV that kept showing the Oscar over and over. You know. 
Well, this movie must have been a big deal. It flopped. And then it probably was the 4.30 movie, like every 4.30. I should tell you some stuff since you want to cut it short. (laughs) Right? Yeah, let's go. Um, So Tony Bennett won a golden turkey for this, his performance, and he never did another movie ever, ever again. Well, hang on a second. Oh, you know, I have YouTube here. I, I mean, I have IMDb also next to me. I'm going to go ahead and check that because he must have played himself. He wasn't like Mel Torme's friend on Night Court. Well, that's not a movie. All right, Tony. He might have played himself, I guess. I think he played himself like ad nauseum for the movie-wise. Tony Bennett. Oh, by the way, in this scene, yeah, the movie executive saying that, look, the numbers are in. And this Frankie Fane guy, he's just not box box office success. And that's that's Joseph Conan talking. What? I don't think the the executive is is uh, actor Joseph Cotton. Uh-huh. I've seen it. I've so seen that's what the scene's all about. It's just important that he's gonna make a bunch of moves when he finds out he's Oscar nominated. It's his way back. He's in a room, just doesn't come God, he's done a lot of soundtracks. Okay, here we go. Tony Bennett acting. He played Cousin Stephen in Make Room for Daddy in 1959. He was Maximilian on the 77 Sunset Strip. Then he played the Oscars, Jaime, and the rest were TV series. Muppets Most Wanted, he played himself. That was his next theatrically released movie (laughs) from 2014. Is that crazy? So if you're saying that he never acted in another movie after the Oscar, the Oscar was 1966. He had previously appeared in TV shows. Then he was on the Doris Day show, Evening Shades show for 94, Sybil 95, Cosby 98, Saturday Night Live. He, he popped up. He was on Entourage in 08, Blue Buds as Tony Bennett, 30 Rock as Tony Bennett, Simpsons. Uh, of course, he was the Capital City singer. And then Muppets Most Wanted. So the next movie that Tony Bett did after the Oscar for 1966 was 2014's Muppets Most Wanted. I don't agree with the internet. I, I think that even though that was TV and not movies, he did not quit on... You know, the internet wants to say this was such a bomb, he ran away and never came back. It's well, that's that's the golden turkey type of thing. That's that's yeah. you know that's Michael Medved and his brother Harry. They they uh, had a book on bad movies, and uh, which my brother and I love that book. But so yeah, that's their sense of humor saying, "Oh, by the way, he never did another movie again," which was right. true because the book came out before two thousand fourteen. So now Frankie's career starts to drop, and he's like looking at television. Uh, you know, really, it's beneath him. He feels. Yeah, TV was beneath movie actors. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix had to fuck that up. It was also particularly insulting because it was a TV pilot. Oh, so it wasn't like a... Yeah, it wasn't even like, okay, you could be on TV since you're not in movies. It was like, all right, we'll give you a chance. I don't know. 
Here, here's a restaurant. They need a head waiter. Let me write this down. Oh, he's writing a check for him? Yeah, he's giving him a loan, but that's a good one, right? So, were we able to see any kind of? Uh, were you looking at Uncle Milty's pants at any time during this uh, performance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the reason why he's on this movie. The guy's just like, get him in tight jeans, tight pants. <laughs> he's gonna draw it out. Put it on the screen. Okay, so here's another tidbit. The writer of the Oscar, the original right. writer, Harlan Ellison, he went to the 1966 premiere. He goes, I recall, I practically wept. I saw this film from which I had worked for a year, and people were laughing at the theater, and they were laughing at the dramatic moment. <laughs> and I'm thinking lower and lower in my seat. I remember it as if it was yesterday. I said, this is the end of my film career. So wait, Harlan Ellison, are you talking about the science fiction writer? I don't know. He was the writer, this Harlan Ellison, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely drama. It just came out so cheesy. It's funny, too, because I would want my money back. They haven't talked about the fucking Oscar in like two hours. Oh, look, he's back at the diner. He's having an orange juice and drink uh, in an ice ball again. Holy cow! That wasn't a one-time thing. That's his, That's what he orders over there. That's his thing. That's a, a milty. You know why they're in different seats? Because it was a different day. They probably filmed this the same thing. <laughs> well, what he's saying here is, you, you're you're all washed up, kids. You can't get another role. The work. Carlos, let's cut right to, to Oscar Part Nine, okay? Go there and then hit pause. Yeah, let's do this. Everyone watching, go ahead and put your... uh, We're going to click to the final video on this playlist just because I don't have time. Uh, There we go. And then hit pause. By the way, the title of this show is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're just not watching the entirety of the movie, but it is a full-length movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, this scene only has seven minutes. Yeah, all right. What the fuck? Do you want to catch us up to speed, Carl? Um, I can't until I see the where we're at. Well, this is probably going to be the last five minutes of the movie and then the credits, right? I mean, okay, okay. So what what happened? He um, all right. So your box office goal. Okay. So then he goes and he has a humiliating kick in the crotch kind of meeting in which they're like, I guess we kind of like him for TV, and he has to kiss the butt of like famous um, retailers, and he has to do commercials for them. Then they're like, telephone call for Mr. Fane. He goes, I'll take it in the, I'll take it outside. So he takes the call, and it's like, it's it's Milton, um, it's Tony Bennett, and he's at Oscar Central or whatever, the Academy, and he's like, that's a big hubbub. And he goes, you've been nominated. You've been nominated for Best Actor. So then he, Milton Bro comes out and says, Okay, it's all going great. I signed you up for the TV thing. He goes, undo the deal. <laughs> we got Oscar fever now. Those people. That, that like so this, essentially what he says. Wow, that's cool. All right, so I, th- I think we're ready to get into the, the final scene. That kind of reminds me of Entourage, the movie, where uh, drama gets the Golden Globe at the end. Just like uh, Vince promised. Okay, so uh, let's do the countdown. Ready, Carl? Three, two... 
One, go. All right. Where's my little master? In having dinner. Okay. You've got to know that. So Jack so opened the door. For prostitution. Really? In the beginning of the film. This is the big, like, I quit you scene. Oh. It really gets his. Never mind the backstory. You just missed it, but. It's all right. Tony DeVette was really pissed off at that newspaper. Yeah, Did you see the headlines? Tony Bennett won't act in another picture until 2014's Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> what am I going to do with my afternoon? <laughs> I bet Tony Bennett went to the studio after making this movie and wrote a song called I Acted In. The Oscar, and no one liked it. He's revealing the secret truth that the girl from New York, the first girl from New York, died having a miscarriage. Oh, his kid? Baby. Scandalous. I know, I watch you fuck. I watch you conceive that baby. Now watch, he goes, it's your baby. And watch his face. Your baby. What's that got to do with me? Oh, it was wait. your baby. Your baby. Uh, that it's the orchestra's Whoa. interested. Even Barney Miller got. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't even be in the roof. So don't say you're sorry. So help me. I swear I'll tell you down. Why'd you tell me that during the first hour of the movie? Well, when he said that the girl died, yeah. he didn't even ask any questions. He blew it off. I blew it off. I was talking about that great topless scene in uh, NBC's <laughs> Las Vegas starring Jimmy Codd. It's the greatest story ever. Look, I'm changing my epitaph right now. <laughs> I have my gravestone here. I'm, I'm carving out a new epitaph. Check out season one DVD box set of NBC's Las Vegas for titty scene. He especially gets slammed by critics in his day for this scene. Oh, good. Let's crank it up. I'm nothing but a parasite. I've never had the guts to tear myself away from it. That's weird. I've let you castrate me inch by inch. I'm weak. I'm a leech. Wow, got castrating parasite. Uh. I'm going to throw you against the wall. Yeah, you. Ooh, you're going to get such a finger wagging. Okay, watch what happens. Here it goes. Oh, it didn't even break. What kind of prop was that? Paper basket. Don't be afraid to fight dirty. You taught me how to kick a man when he was down. You taught me how to fight dirty, and I haven't showered in a week. (laughs) The air is really terrible. Hey, that's a good comeback when a bully beats the shit out of me. And they say, I say, I I say you fight dirty because you smell. And you're dirty. She unfortunately looks like a Pez dispenser in this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Her hair is so huge. She's now that, you know, she's acting. She's getting her say. But she only has like 30, the last three minutes in the movie, she finally gets her to say her mind. Frankie, you could never call it love. 
And he's like, Stephen Boyd is like covering, is is drunk, and he's holding himself up, leaning himself against the chair. Now, if this was a real movie, at this point, he would begin to realize what a heel he had been, and he would do some miraculous repentance to come back. But he doesn't. A Christmas carol or something. You're you're absolutely right because this is a flashback during his Oscar acceptance speech. So, whatever he says in this flashback, it doesn't matter. He's going to get the Oscar. So he could say, "I'm a good guy." Right now, you go on. It gets stupid to understand. This damn town wasn't going to pull your guts out. I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's going to go like. And what about you? You can go back to Hawaii or New York City police department <laughs> or wherever you come from. He's got that nasty twitch. That's when like somebody, like a roommate or his spouse says like, uh-huh. you take out the gar- yeah, I took out the garbage. I took out the garbage all, all the time. I took it out yesterday. What's that, honey? Nothing, nothing. He gets slammed for his acting this. Oh, now he's going to yell at Barty Miller. You. Creep. What are you looking at? What are you known for? Hawaii Five-0 or Barney Miller? Get the hell out of here. Pack your stuff and spit. He's going to throw something at the guy. That's a real casual duck. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like he knew what was coming, like it was a movie. Right. He threw like a, a stone, basically, at the chandelier. You missed it. It broke the chandelier. We're back at the Oscars, finally. Yeah. Here's Bob. Nobody next I want to say this next movie is bad, but it stars my wife. Bob Hope hated his wife. Really? Yeah. I read this biography of, called Hope, and uh, he was just cruel to her. The nominees for the Best Actor Award are Richard Burton, you know Grapes in Winter, see the, Paramount Pictures, okay, so now we see Bert Lancaster, The Spanish Armada. Yeah, these are real people, artists. right? So, Frank Fane, like, Breakthrough Galaxy Pictures. So he is said, Frankie, moment, on top of the glass awesome. mountain where you wanted to be. And you know, his name is Frank, just like Frank... Uh, Sinatra? Yeah. So this is a Frank Sinatra movie? About, yeah. Makes sense. There's a lot of Sinatra. Isn't Nancy Sinatra in this movie? Yeah. And the is... Peter Lawford. And the winner is... Frank. Oh, it's Frank! Sinatra. Sinatra. Uh, oh. Sit down there. There's Nancy. There's Nancy and there's Frankie. Well, they kept that his his name private. They kept that a secret. Unbuild. Like, look how look how he It's the weirdest thing you'll ever. Everyone's see. so excited. No, but watch how Frankie he does like a spiteful mind mad clap. It's just, he's just like, almost like the irony of the universe clap. Thank you very much. Sinatra looks good. Let's go. <laughs> like one of those monkeys that you know. <laughs> He's acting, like, girl. <laughs> that should be the latest gif. That should be a gif. Yeah, look at him. He's breaking down. He's off. He's, he, he's not using energizer bunny. He's not using energizer batteries, Carl. That's the reason why. He's, if he did, he would just keep going and going. So I thought he was gonna win the award. <laughs> he tricked me. No, he, that's how he gets his. The hair doesn't change, but fate treats us kindly. I could totally relate. Here we go. The uh, I hate it when I lose that to Frank Sinatra, too. <laughs>
and I now there. all right wow carl wow. that was awesome uh so there's a lot to see that's a lot to think about that movie i really i really i love that movie yeah, and I didn't think it was as awful as people said, but I mean... Oh, it's it's a campy classic. I mean, there's just no way around it. Listen, do you have time? You don't. You have like four minutes? Yeah, uh, I got four minutes. Why should we... The Nobel? The SCTV version? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, let's go ahead. Go back to YouTube, and then... Okay, I'm putting in SCTV, The Noble Dave Thomas. Okay. SCTV, the noble. Oops. The Nobel. The Nobel. And this Dervish Pictures? Um, yes, Dervish Pictures. And All right. He a great uh, Milton Burrow. Yeah. It's nine minutes, so we won't make it, though. Well, we could just watch the intro at least. Well, I'll have this embedded on the website. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, which combines Google's two properties, Blogspot and YouTube, in my title. I'm just kidding. And now SCTV's Movie of the Week, The Nobel. There's the, there's the theater. And there's stock footage of the Nobel Prize. Starring Tony Bennett. Yeah, the thing is real name. Elkie Summer. And now the fake thing. Albert Einstein himself. Oh, uh, nothing like a good Albert Einstein. Oh, so while Albert Einstein good speaks, evening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tony Bennett is going to have a flashback. Welcome to the annual Nobel Prize ceremonies. Tonight, we will be presenting there the awards is. for peace Literature, medicine, home economics, <laughs> Nobel night. Shop. And here you sit on the top of a glass mountain called success. You're one of the chosen five, and every bookie in Stockholm is laying odds that you're going to take the prize oh, for great. medicine. <laughs> it's been quite a climb, hasn't it? Dr. Mike Maxwell, scuffling from the bottom of the heap to the top of the medical profession, stepping over everybody that got in your way, even me, your old sidekick, and you discarded us like garbage. <laughs> Nothing like an angry Eugene Levy. No, that's not I Eugene do. Levy. That's Joe um, Clarity. I do. All right. I think we had enough of that. I'm going to cut flashbacks there. So, yeah, that will be there. God, that's so great. That's right. YouTube has a lot of SCTV on, on it. Oh, man. Uh, I can't wait to hear the new theme song, Carl. You're a big yeah, tease okay. on that, but I, uh, I definitely can't Michael wait. Legal rhyme. It takes, it takes, it's uh, fine. It's okay. I'll live with it. I'm on the case. The other Michael Spiegelman from San Francisco can deal with it, too. We're okay. Uh, Carl, how can people find you? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Facebook, Carl, Media, I guess. Carl, where's your Wednesday show at? What's that? You you still have your Wednesday show? Yeah, the the, the Town Tavern. Tavern All right. In town. Yeah, in Parsippany, New Jersey. Sounds good. And I have a Tuesday show, The Layover, in Oakland, California. So there, we plugged our shows. Carl, thank you so much. Love to get you back. Next week, we have a uh, <clears throat> special show. Muni Radio is having their comedy festival, and I have volunteered to have two guests from the festival be my guests. So they'll be in the studio. But then I'd love to get you back, Carl. Thank you. 
You bet. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to play out with Carl's latest version of the song. Thank you guys so much. Man, I'm losing. Hang on. Waltham, Massachusetts. Yeah, enjoy Waltham, Massachusetts, uh, home of the Waltham Watch Company. Uh, be sure to check out Waltham Supermarket, where I used to live across the street. That's right. And it was known as the world's largest meat department. All right, thank you guys so much. Uh, that's Bye. it. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on you. Hi, this is Carl. Uh, I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, My turn ons are satin sheets and ways champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. French duh, not the duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tusser Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast. 
at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously, I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th.
you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with more. Hello, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with uh, me, Mike Spiegelman himself in, in the flesh, and I'm very excited to be here. Uh, this is episode 34, I believe. Uh, living time dated is the 29th of uh, January. Where the state of our union is slightly chaotic. I'm very excited. <laughs> Quoting Jake Tapper every Sunday. Uh, very excited to have Pam Benjamin. Hi. Hi, Pam. I love your new theme song. It is amazing. And it's your old theme song gets in my head and usually in the shower. And sometimes when I'm trying to go to sleep and all I can think is, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. I mean, it gets, it's serious. I'm not even kidding you. It gets stuck and it's just in there. Well, I have to, that is our co-host Carl. Carl all those songs. Thank you, Carl. Carl for writing yeah, great songs. Yeah, that one is definitely a earworm, as the kids say. Yes. Uh, why kids say that, I don't know. I, it's because they probably think there's a creature like that called an earworm. I mean, why would kids... Well, I, I guess it's a terrible thing to imagine something screwing into your head through would, your... I would accept uh, ear maggot. Ear, oh, God, that's way worse. That's way grosser. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited to have you guys here. Uh, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. The premise is that let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So, we rebroadcast this, air this live every Sunday, 2 to 4 Pacific Standard Time, PM, here on mutinyradio.fm. Just go ahead and click. And we do have our phone lines open. If you uh, next week want to call at the same time, you may. But if you're here listening live, call in. 415-550-0511. If you are not listening to this live, I hope you're listening to this through our website. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. YouTube and Blogspot are both owned by Google, and they haven't even noticed yet. So I love them. <laughs> I love, Can you get I in trouble them. for that? They'll let me know. Yeah. But uh, go ahead to that website, and we will have a link straight to... Uh, uh, Mutiny Radio's uh, RSS uh, MP3 podcast feed. Sure. And you can listen to the latest podcast while watching the embedded movie. It's so cool. So, uh, man, I just love to run my mouth. But if you go to YouTube, <coughs> happy uh, Chinese New Year. Thank you. I have not eaten my mooncake yet. You did not have your mooncake yet? No, but I do enjoy the weird Chinese sweet thing that is not always sweet with the egg yolk on the inside. Oh, well, yeah, there's some great stuff. I, uh, I'm a fan of the kind of bean soup type dessert. Gotcha. So, uh, but anyway, not change the subject, uh, let's change the subject. Uh, there's a, a director named Johnny Toe, T-O, and he's directed or co-directed about 70 movies, and uh, every year he does kind of a, traditionally he'll do a movie before the Chinese New Year that is a comedy. I was going to play his great, great gangster movie, which is available on YouTube. Uh, but uh, before I do, I'm going to go ahead and before I even start the show, because even though we're live, I didn't really prepare myself. Good work. Good Johnny, work, Dad. I'm going to go ahead and write help Johnny Toe and see if uh, 
Uh, Johnny, so toe with a T, how do you know it's pronounced toe? Because that's the way you decided. Oh, T-O? That's because that's the way I've been pronouncing it for like 30 years, oh. 25 years, so I could be an idiot. Uh, no, all I got is Johnny Cash, so I guess that doesn't really help. It's, uh, and then he did a movie called Fat Choy Fever, which I did see. Fat Choy Fever. It's that, about what can it possibly be about? Fat Choy Spirit. Maybe it's Spirit. Is, that, is Fat Choy, was that like a, an, an emperor or something? No, like Gung Hai Fat Choy is Happy New Year. Oh! But this, right. but this one is actually about uh, a mahjong master. Actually, you know, let's go ahead before, oh, before we start. Can you mind pulling up four? Let's go ahead yeah, and watch absolutely. the trailer to this movie because I don't see the full length movie of it. We're going to stick with the mission by Giant Toe because we're in the mission. But before we do, uh, see, they got the mahjong going on, the yacht. Celebrities, double egg sandwich, and he's he's placing 